You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Overcome the Overwhelm. If it is your first time joining, I am Lauren Lowry. I am a certified life coach for special needs moms. I am a special needs mom myself and former foster mom and and turned adoptive mom and (laughs) all the things. And today's episode is a very special episode because it is an interview between me and the very dear Annie Morgan, who I just adore. I have known her for a couple years now and known, I mean, you know, in the virtual sense, like many of us special needs moms are our friends. We've never actually met in real life. Um, and this conversation, we have had many conversations prior to this, right? You know, we've, we've talked off and on over the years, both being coaches, but this conversation, oh, I honestly did not expect it. I knew it was going to be a good episode. I did not expect it to be mind-blowing. I, myself, I got so many just mind shifts out of it and just, oh, I loved it. It is so good of all these different little Easter eggs, just different ways of seeing things, seeing life as a special needs mom, seeing, you know, different ways to think about whenever you think about balance or, you know, just how to deal with those hard times that we struggle with. So without further ado, I'm not going to give it all away. Listen in and here it is. Okay, everyone, I am here with Miss Annie Morgan, and I am just so excited to give you guys the opportunity to sit down and speak with Annie and hear about everything. She is just an amazing woman. We have kind of been in the coach world together for a while now, and yeah, so Annie, I want you to say hi and tell everyone about yourself. Well, hey, um, my name is Annie Morgan. I am a business coach, a leadership coach and business strategist for women who are wanting to take ideas that they have, turn that into an offer, and then learn how to market that to the clients that are actually looking for that offer right now. Helping them do that while feeling good, doing it while raising babies, you know, living life, doing all of the things, but really learning how to like lean into something that they feel called to and bringing that into this space and then in this world in general. So I have so much fun doing that. I'm so excited to talk with you and your audience today on Overcome the Overwhelm podcast. So very excited. We're excited to have you. And okay, so mom life here, right? Because of course, this is a podcast for special needs moms and you are included in this group. So tell us a little bit if you don't mind sharing, you know, about your journey there and what your family looks like and everything. Yeah, I'll tell you what, today looks so much more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. Um, I've been in this community for a decade now. Um, and I have had different seasons of this. So I, you know, had, I'm a young mom. I was, well, I'm I'm still a young mom, but I was a young mom when I had my daughter, Ava, and I became a single mom very early on in my journey with my daughter, trying to navigate, putting myself through school and work, raising a baby by myself for the first time. And then also receiving a life-changing diagnosis. She has Angelman syndrome. Um, which is a rare neurogenetic disorder. 
and trying to navigate that while being literally 21 years old. And then now I have two other babies. I'm married and we're a blended family. I would have never pictured the life that I have today. Um, and it's just really beautiful, but I know the thick of what this community, these moms and women go through the isolation, all of the fears that you face daily, um, the questions that feel very heavy, um, that you almost sometimes want to avoid. So I know all of those feelings. Um, I feel like I've been able to really see myself live in this tension, which I call the grit and grace, right? This tension of grit, doing the hard things that feel really challenging and scary that no one else in your community or family are going through or would ever understand while st still learning how to be really patient with myself, to allow myself to feel the hard feelings, to love myself in spite of everything going on. And I feel like I've done that really well up to this point so far. So. Oh my gosh. I, yes, you are. You're killing it. Um, but I just love that saying grit and grace. I mean, that is the perfect way to describe it. It I is. Cause I feel like if you have just one, right. So if we only live in grit, right. Which mm -hmm. is where a lot of us are, where we're hustling to get the needs served for our children the resources, right? We're just like, go, go, go. We are so easily in this space of burning ourselves out, of overworking a lot of areas. Like even if you think of working out at the gym, right? If I li just lift like hundred pound weights all day, I'm tearing and ripping muscles immediately. And like, I'm not going to have a good recovery from it, right? Exactly. On the flip side, if we're only doing grace, right? A lot of that tends to be, I'm going to baby myself so much that I don't lean into the hard things. I avoid them. I run from them. And so I don't know how to be a victor in these circumstances, right? Essentially, I'm letting the circumstances control and dictate the narrative of my life. Yes. Almost like sticking your hand, your head in the sand, right? Like I'm just going to avoid all the hard and yes. And that's, that is so true. I mean, I feel like you see it both ways in our community going into that grit and almost, almost from a sense of fear, right? Yeah. And it's easy too, I think, to stay in one or the other. Yeah. I think it's really challenging to stay in the tension of both of them because it requires you to call your own bullshit. I don't know if you guys cuss on those podcasts. <laughs> you can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. BS, right? Like it, it really requires you to call yourself out on some of the stuff where you mm -hmm. are tiptoeing around, right? Like even advocating for support from your family, right? It does require you to have the grit to say, I need help. Yeah. And the grace to say it, I need help. Exactly. You know? Oh, I love that. I love that so much. So and right now you're a business coach, right? And well, in leadership coach, I mean, you are doing so much for women and not just special needs moms or, you know, not just moms, right? Yeah. Yes. So what inspired you to want to start in this business that you're doing? Uh, you know, I feel like it started truthfully, like the more that I'm like in this journey, I think it started when I was 18 years old, I was cheering for an NFL um, company or team, you know, and I ended up getting pregnant with Ava and I had to cut my time with them very short. It was a two year run. I probably would have still been doing it for years. I loved it. 
And it was like the first moment where I, I now realize like part of one of my dreams as just a human being felt like it was taken away in a sense. And I know that that can sound hard towards Ava, like, oh, she took it away. Cause I, obviously it was my choice to have Ava, but it, it now I'm just looking at like, wow, I didn't realize, like I really sacrificed that to really pour into being a mom, right. To really pour into like the journey of being a mom to a child with a disability. And so I think it's been this evolution of like realizing there's so many moments, especially after getting her diagnosis, again, things had to change for me. I had to put stuff on the back burner to really take care of her. And it became this thing where this theme of like, I always put myself last to take care of everybody else. I have these desires, but I keep telling myself that those desires aren't as important as taking care of everybody else and making sure that their desires and needs are met. And so it was this theme of like, yeah, you have things that you want to do in your life, but not right now, but you can't. Right. Yeah. And so I remember right before I launched my coaching business, I was putting myself through realtor school. So I was going to school to be a real estate agent because it was something that I knew I would be good at and something that I knew fit the comfort zone of my family. It was something that they could stand behind. They understood it. It made sense to them. It wasn't like a foreign language. They got it. It felt safe to them. It felt like a safe option. And I remember in that moment, just feeling like this isn't even what I want to do. And I'm really just doing this to fill a need of, you know, bringing in more money and doing something for myself, but I'm doing it at the expense of what other people expect of me or what they think I should do when deep down, I already know what I feel called to, even though I was maybe still trying to figure that out. Right. Yes. You knew though, right? Yeah. And it was this moment of like, I have to advocate for myself, right? Which came from years of me learning how to advocate for myself while raising a child with a disability because I did in the beginning, which led to the craziest crap show ever. Like I just had the biggest meltdown because I didn't take care of myself. So living in that survival mode, you know, we talk about that a lot on this. Yeah. And so being able to learn how to get out of survival mode to like not live in the overwhelm, right. To overcome a lot of that. And then to be able to advocate for myself from a place of fully loving myself and knowing why this is so valuable to my family, I was able to say, wait, I'm not doing this for me anymore. This is actually for you guys. This is what I'm going to do, which is now my business coaching. And I had to learn how to have my own back and trust myself even when no one else got it. Oh, yes. I love it. Whenever you started doing this, whenever you really you know, stopped thinking about what everybody else wanted and you went into that kind of alignment with what you actually wanted and what felt right for you. How did that, did that change things? Oh my God. I mean, I mean, it changed a lot, right? <laughs> but I mean, like, did it change? I'm like, yeah, listen, it I think, it, yeah, it's, I mean, the first thing was like, it was like this big first moment where I really put this stake in the ground of saying like, I have my back, yeah. right? Like I can listen to what I'm feeling called to do And I literally took action to support that. And now what I've realized is everything in my business always comes back to my kids, right? Because my job as their parent 
like in my view, I'm not here to just be a parent that disciplines them and all of these kind of things. Like the way I envision parenting them is like, I don't want them to look at other people as like their source of inspiration because mom was just living in burnout all her life. Yeah. Not taking care of herself. I want to be the mom that my kids can look at and be like, oh my gosh, like my mom made so many things possible by trusting herself, by advocating for herself, by learning to ask for help, by learning all of these things. And now that's going to be, I always say to my clients and just moms in general, like what my ceiling is. So like whatever I reach in this lifetime is going to be my children's floor. That's where they start. Um, Man, can we get that on a t-shirt? I mean, that's just seriously. It's it literally is a gut punch reminder to me every single day. So when fear comes up, I always think of okay, if I don't lean into this, is this where I leave my kids? Mm -hmm. Right? Like I don't want my kids to not believe in themselves, to not love themselves, to not choose to do something that no one else sees and abandon that because no one gets it. I want to teach them how to lean into that. And still do it in spite of all of the stuff. Oh, you're making me cry. I mean, I'm like, that's so powerful to really think about that. Like, oh, yeah. our, yeah. where we at, you know, where we're at, that's their floor. They're yeah. going to much more than us, you know? And so, that's, that's and this, this kind of debunks that whole myth that us moms in general face, but like moms with children of disabilities of like, it's selfish to mm-hmm. show up for myself. Right. Right. So what I've done is I've rewritten the narrative. Right. So like when we think of like taking care of ourselves, we only think of it from the capacity of what we get, which is really selfish. Right. Yeah. We never consider what does my kids get when I take care of myself? Exactly. Because we show up completely different. For sure. Whenever we are taking care of our own needs and whenever we are doing things for our own needs, we're not losing ourselves, right? I mean, I even remember growing up hearing that conversation, you know, from my own mom about feeling just like they've, you know, talking with her friends or whatever about losing themselves to motherhood. And yeah, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. It's intense. So like everything that I do in my business, the reason why I don't ever feel guilty for building a business, for taking up space in my home to run my business, for the time that I take to run my business, I never feel guilty for it because everything I'm doing is grounded and rooted in serving my kids. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it goes back to, it's so cliche, but I guess happy mom, happy life. <laughs> I don't think that's the true statement. We're not going to say the real one because I don't, I don't like it, but <laughs> it's, I, it's true though. Like, I feel like if we are denying ourselves, yeah. like what is that actually teaching our children? Exactly. We set the tone of the house. For sure. I always tell my, my husband and I operate from this place of like, be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Yes. Yep. So that's yeah. so- the tone. But yeah. let's, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. I'm sure everyone listening in probably has this question right now. How do you do it? How do you balance this yeah. amazing coaching business you have and three kids and. Yeah. It's not girl. I'm like, I have three kids, 10 months, three years old and three, by the way, 
I don't know if anyone else listening, but two was not the thing. Three is like, I can't even imagine. Like, I'm like, where are the terrible twos? That's not even a thing at this point. Three is a whole nother topic. Um, and then a 10 year old with a disability. Um, I, it's interesting. I don't look at balance. Like I don't ever sit here and say, how can I have a balanced life? Right. Like I think balance is what creates so much of that, um, pressure. And to me, like, I think of like, what are like my non-negotiables in my life? Right. Because like, when I think of balance, I think of like, if you know, those, like, when you have those plates spinning on the sticks and you're like, all of them. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm like, okay, we're balancing everything evenly because in my life, my it's- kids are more important than yeah. gardening. Exactly. Right. So like, I'm not going to balance them to be the same input because they're going to be totally different. Exactly. Right? Oh, so I, I knew you'd have a good answer for this. <laughs> like, yes, I, love I this knew topic. it. I was like, she's not going to give me any. We'll just say it again. We've already said it once on here. Bullshit, you know, because okay. yes. And that's the thing is I think. And even just from person to person, your, you know, evenness, it's not even, you know, what your life, maybe you need more of this and less of that in your own personal life where I need more of the opposite and less, you know, everyone's quote unquote balance is different. It's not yeah. quality. And it's going to look different day to day. Exactly. Right. Oh so like, I'm never putting this pressure on myself to like have it all together. Right. Yeah. But this is going to make people uncomfortable because here's the thing. If I'm going to make time for my business, that means there's things in my house that are going to be a little neglected. Yeah. But why would I do this? Why would I do this? Like, why would I neglect having my laundry completely folded every single day? Like nothing in the laundry room because I'm building something that I want to pass on to my kids because I want to teach my kids something that the laundry room is not going to fully teach them. Exactly. Because what's important? You know, they're going to have laundry or, I mean, an amazing business and a fulfilled life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I never look at like- laundry on here all the time. I don't know if you listen to the podcast and you did that on purpose, but laundry is like my favorite analogy for everything. It's so relatable <laughs> to like literally what we do and like, you know, the piles that pile up if we don't acknowledge them, right? Of advocating for ourselves, you know. Yes. I love it. <laughs> so what has been overall, what has been your biggest challenge? in this journey of owning a business and raising the three kids, doing all the things? Oh, that's such a good question. I feel like for me personally, I feel like one of the biggest challenges is to not be so hard on myself. Mm, I think that when we are in this place where we're trying to get our children support and we're met with so many closed doors we're constantly go 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 and it never feels like enough because it almost feels like we're racing against the clock right and so in my business I have to learn how to separate like that kind of energy right because in my business it's not built on my personal like problems or all that this kind of stuff like it's totally separate so I have to learn like okay you're building something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. You're building something literally from the ground up while raising children, while navigating, you know, all the variables that come as a mom. 
you have to learn how to give yourself the grace, right? So this is where living in the ten tension of grit and grace, I definitely have noticed I live more in the tent, like in the grit in my business than the grace. And so it's like bringing both into the business more. Yeah. Definitely have a sustainable business long-term. Yeah. But you're, I mean, you're not a stranger to doing hard things because I was not going to not bring this back up um, about your past career. Because I think this is one of my favorite things about you. Not like about, you know, it's like small. I don't mean that's my favorite thing about you. It sounds horrible. <laughs> no, but it's just like, it's like a fun thing about you. You were a dancer, right? A dancer in, in for an NFL team. I mean, that's not easy. And I'm sure that that may have, I'm, I'm guessing here, did that give you like a lot of like perfectionist and people pleasing? Like, did that kind of add to that story for you? You know what? I don't think it did. I was, again, 18. Like, I feel like this is a whole nother life I lived because I'm like, who is that girl? Like, what? Like, did we really do this? You know? It's crazy that you did that. I was in high school when I auditioned and made the team. So, you know, it was pretty wild. Oh, that's crazy. Um, I feel like here's what I've noticed is, so I, I danced for 13 years before I stepped into the NFL world. And for me, I have a story of any time that I performed and like gave my best, what came natural to me, like I did really well as a young kid in dance. It brought this resistance of people that were close to me in dance. It created this tension where, oh, when Annie performs, she gets the role. Mm. And we don't, right? So it created this kind of narrative. So the narrative for me was more when I when I really show up, it makes other people feel a certain way. So there's this level of toning down that I've had in my life where I've toned down to please other people. Yeah. Right? So that I don't take lose a French, yeah, or take up too much space. Yeah. So this business has been the unraveling of all of that. And now I help women do the same thing because they'll start a business, but then they're still afraid to say the things they want to say, right? Or they're like toning down the way that they say stuff. And I'm like, we need to break that because on the other side of you not toning it down is the real impact that you were here to create, right? It's the resistance in this discontentment they feel in their businesses in the beginning and they don't realize why. And it's because they're not really being who they want to be because they're afraid people won't be able to receive it well. So I help them really create the space to do that. Yeah. Even and That's so true. I mean, I remember whenever I was starting my coaching business and how scary that first post yeah. telling the world on Facebook, not, you know, I, I mean, Facebook is where like, you know, aunts, uncles, friends, cousins, whatever people you went to high school with right? They're all on there. And I remember how terrifying. I mean, I sat on it for like probably weeks without doing it. It's like this fear of like, what are other people going to think? They know me as this one person and here I am going to claim something completely different. And how are they going to feel and receive it? Right now it's funny. Now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a life coach. I don't care. Like <laughs> literally has no, yeah. it doesn't affect me whatsoever to put it out there. So it's kind of funny to remember that. So I'm glad I'm not alone in that. That's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So Annie, if there's anything that you could share with all the women out there, like one thing, I mean, there's so much already. I don't even know. Cause like the grit and grace is probably, that's my new favorite thing. Seriously. I love 
There's been so many good nuggets from those conversations. I don't even know how you're going to answer this one. Okay. What is like the one thing that you would want every mom to hear or every woman to hear? But that's a that's a really big one. Um, yeah, I got to put you on the spot. You have such a like a beautiful brain. I've, I've got to put it out there. Okay. Um, this is just what's feeling like for me, like this is me trusting what's coming to me because I feel like there's someone that needs to hear this yes. or whatever. Yes, uh, go with that. When you're standing out in the middle of the rain and it's raining and you're begging for the weather to stop, right? And you're sitting there wishing that it didn't look the way that it was. All of that energy spent in trying to change the weather knowing we have no control over it, how much energy is taken out of us doing that. Where instead of begging for the weather to change, we can sit there and say, okay, can I grab an umbrella? Can I put on my rain boots and dance and jump in the puddles? Could I just dance in the rain, right? It's this shift of, instead of me trying to control and change something I have no control over, what do I have control over in this moment, right? So for me, I always use that analogy of like, I think so much of us, we so badly want something to change and we don't have the control to change it and how much energy we're pouring into it and really just burning ourselves out, right? And so my hope for the women listening is that instead of begging the rain to change, you look at what you can do when it's raining Mm, that you're right you should you should go with your gut because that was absolutely perfect because we can't change our child's diagnosis right like we can't change if they are not feeling good we can't change their pain we can't take it away we can't control any of that yeah which is we wish we would but that resistance and just trying to change it's so much energy taken away from us yes right and so it's like just this moment where you can acknowledge like, okay, like I'm tired, but I've also been tired because I'm trying to change something I have no control over. So instead, let me just shift just a little bit, right? So instead of trying to change the rain, I'm going to grab my umbrella. So I'm, I'm no longer soaking wet. Right. Cause it's like when we're standing in the middle of the rain and we're just asking for the rain to stop, the only thing the outcome is is that we're now soaking wet. Yeah. And nothing has changed. <laughs> I know? think it's a good analogy for, you know, accepting your child's diagnosis too, because I think a lot of times people think acceptance means you have to like the thing. Or it's like, like if I accept it, then I'm defeated to the syndrome. Yes. Yes. And it's like, that's not it at all. I'm empowered by it. Right. Cause the moment I accepted it was the moment I could actually say, okay, it's here. It's here. What are we going to do? Yeah, exactly. Acceptance doesn't mean you love it. Acceptance, you know, none of that, but it just means, yeah, it's here. I'm going to go grab my umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. And finding those little bits of joy. You know, I mean, sometimes dancing in the rain is nice and, and some weird. But that only comes if you sit there and allow yourself to say, okay, like, where are my blessings in this rain? Yes. And that's not ah, easy. Yes. It's not easy, right? Because oh, no one wants hard. to theoretically sit there in the rain and get wet. Yeah. So what is my blessing, right? 
like I'll give you, I, I remember this theme in my life with Ava. She didn't walk independently until she was five, but from one and a half until that time, we literally spent hours and hours, like hundreds of hours in our community at malls and at playgrounds. And I remember putting her in the middle of the playground, not being able to walk, praying that she would be motivated to learn how to start using what was around her to start moving around, to see the kids that were running freely, not shackled to a syndrome and be motivated by that. Right. Mm -hmm. That was hard. Right. That was hard in the moment to sit there and be like, wow, my kid is standing out. Right. It felt like she like had this mic microscope, like just over her a magnifying glass, right? Like just zoomed in on like, everyone's watching us. She's not running around like all the other kids. Yeah. And it was just realizing like, I might not be able to control when she walks, if she walks, but I have control over how we show up to these circumstances. Right. So as painful as it was as a mom to this child, being happy for all the other kids running around, I knew long-term why I was putting myself in such an uncomfortable, challenging situation for my daughter and me, because it was painful. I'll tell you how many stairs we got and just the feelings of watching other kids and wishing that you had moments like that and seeing other people seemingly take it for granted, right? Things of grief, you know, those feelings, yeah. that grief that life you expected there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was just, it's, again, me putting myself in a circumstance that I can't change the circumstance of it, but I can change how I show up in it. Exactly. Right? So it's just choosing, right? Like choosing your hard, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's hard either way, but I'm going to make it hard in the sense of like, I'm going to make these circumstances work for us, not yeah. us work for the circumstance. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. So good. I think so many, I, so many lessons listeners are going to be able to relate to that. I mean, I know I do. I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I know those feelings, you know, and oh, something that we do, you know, to kind of, you said like, you got to have to like find your blessings in the midst of the rain and everything is, you know, we use humor a lot, me and my husband and almost like and people may think we're crazy, right. But it works for us. And I, again, like what works for one person isn't going to work for anybody else. But I'll even say all the time, I'm like, you know, people, oh, you have your hands full with Leo. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, and those kind of things. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, he's the easy one <laughs> because, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have to like worry about cooking for him. I'm just, yeah. you know, he's tube fed. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you know, just finding those little bits of humor and finding well, I mean, yeah, he is easier, you know, finding those little bright spots. And it's just, it's not saying that, oh, I love that he's tube fed. No, no but it's like, it, it, it's all, but lightning. And so I'll, I'll give you one, my husband and I, so Ava is independent in some areas, but like definitely needs a lot of my assistance. Mm -hmm. uh, being left with any of the siblings is never an option because she's someone that likes to pull hair. She can mm -hmm. be a little bit yeah. and does love to put her teeth into anybody's arm or head you know so yeah. <laughs> we're never keeping her you know in a room unassisted and unsupervised but we always joke like babe we should just let Ava she's 10 let's let her watch the other two kids and let's go have a date night she'd do great 
<laughs> like, you know, we're just like, oh my gosh, that would be crazy, you know? And so that's like, finding the little humor in some of it. I feel like it's a, kind of like a dark humor, but. I, oh, oh gosh. Yeah. You, you kind of have to. I, that's yeah. another thing I think a lot of listeners will probably relate to. Uh, <laughs> we say that all the time. I'm like, Leo, keep an eye on your sister. You yeah. know, Leo can't get up off the couch and do anything if, you know, Kimber gets into something <laughs> and he can't even tell me if she did. Yes. Every single time I'm like, keep an eye on your sister today. You know, need your help, buddy. And and she thinks it's hilarious. She's like, he can't do it. And I'm like, oh, you don't yeah. know. <laughs> right. And it, te- it teaches them too, right? Like that's the thing too. I, for any of the parents with sib- like children to the sibling, yeah. um, I just feel like the siblings are the game changers in this world. Like, mm, yes, the compassion, yeah. the empathy, the understanding, the patience. So I just feel like they're the ones that change this world because they have access to a world that so many other people don't. Yeah. And they get so much. And unfortunately, obviously there is an, another side to it, right? Where there's a lot of sacrifice that the siblings have when their sister or brother has a disability. Um, but they are my favorite people. But I think it goes back to the grit and the grace, right? I mean, that's literally the siblings experience. There's, they get more grace and they get to see, just like you said, to see things and experience things and to have probably more compassion and empathy than normal children, typical children say, you know, um, but on the flip side of that, they also have to yeah, deal with some harder things that most people will not have to deal with in their lifetime. You know, they have to, like you said, sacrifice things that most people, most kids will not have to sacrifice. Yeah. So we are, hey, we're raising the siblings in the world of grit and grace. That's right. Yeah. Yes. This has been so, oh, just so inspiring, Annie. Like I can't even tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today. Um, do you want to share with the listeners where they can connect with you, how they can get a hold of you, where you hang out, all those different things? Yes. So first off, um, if you want to hear more of my story, it is still on my podcast from back in the day when I was podcasting. Um, it used to be called Blessed for This Mess because um, literally it was about finding the blessings in the middle of the mess, right? And it, it evolved. So now it's currently under unapologetically more. So it was really about not being sorry for wanting more, even though our circumstances might look this way, right? Um, so you can listen to that on any platform available for podcasts if you want to do that to hear more of my story. It's painful. First couple episodes, you know, but... <laughs> Um, where you can currently find me is on Instagram is where I hang out the most AnnieMorgan.co, And I share a lot on starting your business, marketing to your clients, signing your first couple clients. And I'm actually opening up a wait list, which is pretty exciting for a new masterclass for anyone who has ideas, but they don't know how to turn it into a business. How do you feel good? And how do you know which idea to pick to create an offer from? Right. So I'm going to be delivering this in a live masterclass. It is free. What? So, yeah. It's, oh, that's exciting, Annie. Oh my God. I know. I'm so excited about it because they're going to walk away being able to literally start marketing their business without needing to buy ads, websites, anything. So this is literally going to help them pick an idea that they have, how to know how to pick it and how to pick something 
they feel good about, yeah. right? Not just for them, but also for the people that they have in mind. So I'm going to teach them how to do this in my masterclass. And then when they're ready to work with me one-on-one, I'm going to help them stand and deliver that offer to their clients in a way that helps them sign their first couple clients. So oh, that's amazing. I am so excited for you for that. That's awesome. So come so. join me over there. I'm, I'm, you know, come say hi, even if you oh, listen yeah. to the podcast, I'd love to hear from anyone if it resonated. Um, but yeah, I'm just so excited for you and what you're doing for this community. It's so needed. It's a huge gap that has needed to be filled. And um, imagine how many women overcoming the overwhelm and living this year not shackled to the overwhelm and the burnout that is so easy to stay in, but really learn how to come out of it being someone who really is the victor in these circumstances and how that's going to change just the legacy that they leave for their children and the legacy that they're carrying for their child with a disability. It's such a game changer. So don't sleep on Lauren over here. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's, I think that's one thing that really does help with burnout that whenever you put yourself in that position and say, it's okay to do something for myself. It's okay to do the thing that I've always dreamt about. It's okay to dream and to have big goals and to not just be a mom, right? Not just be a special needs mom. Like this doesn't have to be our identity. Burnout doesn't have to be your identity. Yeah. So the one thing- I got her on the other side of burnout. (laughs) Yeah. And the one thing I want your listeners to do with what you just said is like, if they're saying it's okay for me to do this, I want you to follow it up with the question, why? Mm. Why is this okay? Yes. Because we can sit here all day and say, yes, I desire a business or yes, I desire to be a mom who's not losing her SHIT all the time, right? But why, why? So when we're asking ourselves why, we're literally grounding ourselves with more evidence to prove that this is something we can move forward with. Yep, got to stack up that evidence for yourself. Prove to your brain. Yes. So go stack it. Yes. Why are you worthy of also being seen in this journey and getting support? Yes. Oh, I love it. I love why. If if anybody that's listening that has worked with me before in overcome the overwhelm, they know about the five whys. They know. I'm upset. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. That's good stuff. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us today. This is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes. I so. love it. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will. Well, I, I don't think I can talk to Annie into coming on next week. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we can. I'm here all week, folks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, everybody. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.